What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Hello and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm Carrie Rowan, your host, Mindset Energy Coach. And we're on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Monday morning at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen online, listen on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 radio. To learn more and for a full schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com and get our apps. And hello, wonderful people. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm super, super excited about this episode that we have, and I can't wait to introduce you to my special guest who's waiting in the wings. And before we get started, I just want to tell you a little bit about our theme. You know, I love talking about themes, and it all revolves around these stories that we tell ourselves and others. And I love talking to people about their personal stories and how they overcame things. Because a lot of times that worst story, the story we think is our worst story, ends up being our biggest inspiration, our biggest turnaround story. You ever notice that? And sometimes it's hard for us to see when we're in the middle of that story, isn't it? And as you know, my book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life, because that's why we're here, right? To bring joy and to have joy and share our joy. And so the cool thing is one of my steps is called the reframe. And you've probably heard of the reframe. You know what the reframe is. And I always use that analogy. It is like reframing a picture. You ever have a picture that was just hanging around? You decide, I'm going to blow that up and I want to frame it. And so you focus on one of the things in there, maybe the color of, of one of the aspects of the, of the photography. And you put a beautiful matting around it that really highlights and brings those colors out. And it kind of points out things you might not have even noticed. You put a beautiful frame around it. And it's a great analogy for what we can do to our stories, because when we can take that old dusty picture and brush it off and blow it up and we've got someone with artistic talent that can tell us what color matting to use, we change the whole scenery, right? We change the whole atmosphere of that picture and what was going on and what we focus on. And I love that analogy because it really only takes a little shift in perspective to change your whole life. And let's talk about that. We're going to talk about that with my special guest, Kim Fuller. Hello, Kim. So nice to have you here today. Hi, Carrie. So good to be here, too. I love everything you just said. Oh, awesome. Of course you do. It's right up your alley. So Kim is a mindful photographer. She's a spiritual mentor, an author, a TEDx and keynote speaker, and she's founder of Born to Rise. Her passion is to help women stand in their power, their story and their beauty so they can live a confident and peaceful life. Isn't that beautiful? And before I get started, I just want to mention that Kim is sponsoring this show today. And so join the Born to Rise Women's Movement and help her create 
herstory. I love that. Instead of history, it's herstory. On Sunday, June 11th in Providence, Rhode Island, we're hosting our annual Born to Rise Women's Story Festival, which will feature the authors of the newly released book called Born to Rise. You can pre-order your book now and have it signed at the event. Come to the festival with a curious mind and leave with inspiration and keys to your own rise. Music, dance, stories, community, and more. Don't miss this. This is going to be amazing. You can go to www.borntorise.live for more information and tickets for the event. Hello, Kim. We're so Hello. super excited. And your event sounds amazing. I'd love to just have you tell us a little bit about what you're most excited about this event. It's probably hard to say. <laughs> yeah, well, this is actually my fourth annual event. So if you do the math, that means the last three had COVID involved. So <laughs> I'm excited that we're not as conscious of it. I mean, yes, we're still aware of it, but but honestly, though, what I'm super excited about is this one's a little different than my other three in that we are surrounding the event around the launch of our um, first anthology, which is this collection of beautiful women's stories of transformation and and rising. And so um, we will be featuring the um, the authors of the book as our storytellers. And so we have, you know, them sharing, we'll have a panel with discussions, we'll have interactive exercises with the audience so they can practice with a story of some sort. And we even have a VIP event this year. So I'm excited to have um, this event in an auditorium at RISD, which is around school design, my alma mater. So um, yeah, just lots of things to be excited about for me, but it's really so much fun. That is amazing. I love that. And I love how you inspire women. And of course, your storytelling and my storytelling are so in line with each other. And you inspire women to tell their stories so that they can rise, so they can embrace those stories and share those and inspire other women. And I just think that's that's what the world needs. We need to be sharing our stories and sharing our inspiration. For and sure. How, yeah. You know, it's like, and how did you come up with this Born to Rise? I love that title um, of this collaborative book. Well, you know what? It It's funny. Um, I've had a series of awakenings, if you will, or aha moments or things like that, were, which are my chapters in my entire life's book, right? Um, yeah. But one in particular was, um, it, it. you know, I was a photographer for, for many, many years at this point, and I had been photographing for a local university here in, in uh, Newport, Rhode Island, Salve Regina. And they brought um, the Dalai Lama to come speak at the university. And I was given the assignment to shoot that event. But when I arrived on scene under this tent of, you know, thousands of people and all the security and all that kind of thing, I was told that I was actually not the lead photographer and there was someone else who I never even heard of before who was going to be meeting with him for lunch and the president of the university and really having this one-on-one -on -one with him. And so I got kind of in my ego around it all, like, well, who's this guy? And why am I not getting that job? Right. The story that I started, right. I'm never going to get X, Y, and Z photos because I'm, you know, I'm only going to be able to sit in this chair and not move around, which is what is what I was told. So I get stationed about three rows back from the stage and I'm kind of in a in a huff in a way, like Jesus, you know, that here here he is coming in the back of the stage. This other photographer is clicking away, getting all these amazing photos, and um, I'm getting nothing. I'm because I'm so you know he's got to make his way up to the front. I'm not allowed to get out of my seat and get these photos. 
Long story short, because I'm in that seat, however, he eventually does get to the front and something shifts in me. I put my camera down because even though he's right there, there's something else that's supposed to happen for me. And it does. He reaches over and takes my hand in his and looks at me in the eyes. And it was as if pure love had just taken me in that moment. I was so moved to tears. It was so powerful. And it really got me thinking about how he did that. What was the thing that he practiced every day? Because I know that's got to take a lot of practice to be able to affect not only me, but I could see all the other people as well in that way. I mean, such a compassionate, loving moment. And so, of course, I began to study Buddhism and mindfulness and all of that right away and then realized that that's what I was there for. That whole story I was telling myself, all the expectations that I had, all of that, if I had shifted my lens towards, you know, letting go a little bit more and being present, then I would have still had that same experience without all the suffering that came with it. And so this really awakened me to something really interesting. But anyway, um, I then, uh, about two years later, we adopted a young boy in our family, and he really became a great spiritual teacher for me because I started, I had started to study meditation and mindfulness and Buddhism, and he came along and tested every aspect of that. He, <laughs> and he tested my empathy, my patience, my all of it. And um, that that really became a big story for me. One that I ended up writing a, a book about is really how the two of us grew our minds together. From there, I was asked to do a TED Talk, which was the scariest thing I've ever done in my <laughs> life. And that's when I feel like I really took all of the pieces and brought them together into a release of sorts. Standing on that stage and speaking my truth all of my vulnerabilities, I mean, I was pretty raw, um, and letting it out of my body live like that and having a captive audience just sitting there listening. And then in the end, bringing my son out and sh you know, showing how well he's doing and him just standing in his story. He didn't have to say anything, but there were these two powerful ways that we were sharing our stories and really feeling this sense of, um, uh, I guess, getting to the other side, if you will, or at least the next steps to to awakening and and finding that that joy. And so we shifted our lenses. We shifted our lenses uh, away from that tight zoom lens that was focusing on details and la 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 and, and sort of expanded into the wide angle and saw our lives in a greater perspective. And it really um, made me see the power of sharing our stories and how that helped not only my son, but myself in, in shifting the narrative um, that we both were experiencing differently, of course, you know, him feeling very uh, self-doubting and not loving himself. I'm not worthy. All the things that he felt, you know, as a, as a foster child. And then me thinking, uh, you know, I'm not a good enough mom. I've really screwed up. I can't seem to fix this, blah, blah, blah. And really both of us shifting into love which is what the Dalai Lama had shared with me in the beginning and really feeling that moment of like, okay, this is something. And I just sat in meditation one day and born to rise kind of started to download. Like we need to make more of this available for people because Ted talks are hard to get other kind of speaking engagements or, you know, that's a whole business. And so I thought, how can we make this something that just becomes more 
available for people and particularly women, just because I like working with women. Um, and also that women's stories have not been heard as much as men's and nothing against the men's stories, but we've heard them and women share stories differently than men do. Men often talk about the facts, what happened, the strength, the courage, the battles, the wars. We talk about how we felt, how we gathered, how we shared, how we came into community. And so both of those stories are necessary to, again, see the wide angle version of our lives, not the zoomed in version that's just focused on men's perspectives. And so I'm not against men or anything like that. It's just that I feel like we need to round out the, the history, the herstory, um, so that when we move forward, people can learn from all sides and all perspectives. I love that. Wow, there is so much in that. You gave me chills, first of all, when you're telling me about the Dalai Lama and your son just standing there in his story. It's There's so much power in everything that you just said, and it was really a beautiful um, summation of all that. And I love that, you know, the pulling of the lens back, right? And and that's what we do here at Look for the Good, because you can always take your lens and minutely focus on what's wrong, because that's how our brains work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how we're all designed. We're so good at that, because that's what's kept us safe for millions of years. But when we can take that lens and go, hey, wait, it's really not that bad. Look at that over there and that over there and that in the back of the landscape. You know, when you can start pointing out what those things are, you really get a perspective of, hey, I'm doing pretty okay. I'm well, I think I, I know for me, when we first adopted our son, I was totally zoomed in on all the problems, all the behavioral issues, all of those things, and trying to fix who this child was, you know, in a sort of general sense. And when I could back up and look at his life in a more holistic or wide angle version, seeing all the things and all the time that goes by in a lifetime. And it, it really helped me um, see him a little more objectively, first of all, and realize that um, there was a lot of growth that happened, not only in my own life, but of course that he's going to have, and I need to be patient because he has had so much trauma and, you know, had some PTSD. And so I can't expect what I might from a child of my own, for example, who had a safe environment, who, you know, had uh, an idea of what his life was, had a little more control over their life. He had absolutely no control over who he was going to live with, um, you know, who was keeping him or not keeping him, where he was going to live, what was happening next. So backing up helped me see that and really just shift into loving this person as a human being who is experiencing all of the struggles that we all experience, but almost at a heightened level. It, it's really amazing. It's totally unconditional love. And, you know, because we're really only taught you know, a lot of us are brought up with conditional love, you know, yeah. I love you under these circumstances, or you're okay if you're getting good grades or whatever, add whatever that little if is at the end of that sentence, you know, which is why we, we feel these natural needs, or we feel these stories or tell these stories that we think we're not good enough, we're not enough, because that's the story we made up in our head. And those are you already named two of the most common, you know, we're not lovable, we're not good enough in any way. Yeah. And when we examine those stories, like you're saying, 
they're just not true. And, and I love how you're wrapping it all around that unconditional love that you felt from the Dalai Lama. And how do we get that? What, how do we put our hands on that intangible beauty, you know? Yes. Well, and you know, what's so interesting is um, he, you know, he, he was basically mirroring back what is in me. And this is what is possible for all of us is to, if we can take that moment and simply hold space for people when they're processing, it really gives them an opportunity because they have everything they need. They really do. Unless they specifically ask you for advice, usually you don't need to give any. (laughs) They just need to hear themselves and have the room to explore what's next for them. Because think how often you're you're processing something and then an interjection comes in of someone else's opinion or what they would do or you know something and so we lose track of our own um way if you will and it's unique to all of us like we really do have everything we need we know what we need it's just often cluttered with um other opinions or our conditioning or the way we were raised and all that. And when we can get rid of those things, it's that place in the middle that's such the sweet spot where we're just, there's more space and we can allow things to come in. The information shows up because we've made that kind of space. We've decluttered, right? And Mm -hmm. one thing I love too, that, that I really like practicing is letting go of the expectations of things, which is, you know, what I should have done at that photo shoot. Um, Because there's so much beauty and peace in that place where we can really notice the narrative. Like I always use this example of like, let's say you get invited to a party and all of a sudden you're like making up a whole thing about it. Like, Oh, my outfit's not going to work. I'm never going to be comfortable. Is there going to be dancing? I love to dance. If there's no dancing, I'm not going to have fun. Who's going to be there? Oh, I'm not going. If it's so, you know, and as soon as you walk in the door, you know, nothing is going to be what you thought because everything's changing all the time, first of all, and there's just, there's no constant anything. And so you show up already in a mood or have this expectation. But if we let go of that and simply arrive Like you can almost feel the difference of that. Like just arrive, put on the wide lens, see Mm -hmm. what's happening. Notice where you gravitate. Who do you want to talk to? Um, Things like that. That's, that's the letting go. And then there's the, the opposite end of that is pushing away, right? Mm -hmm. Saying, Oh, I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to do, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And it shuts, it kind of shuts you down. But if you can just sort of, again, arrive into a situation without this grasping or pushing away sort of experience, there's this wonderful, spacious, sweet spot in the middle. It's beautiful. And that sweet spot is really where we can all be in a place of love. That's how we love ourselves, actually, is to just allow this space to be present so we can bring in creativity, ideas. And that's what meditation is for me, by the way. That's why I think Born to Rise downloaded. That's why it showed up and those ideas kept coming. And and whenever I am stuck, that's exactly what I do is I get quiet and I just allow a little space because I know it's going to show up. Mm-hmm. I love I that. Ask questions. You know, I'll ask the universe yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. What's next for me? How can I best serve or love, you know, myself and others? Um you know, things like that. I love the questions. I talk a lot about that in my book because 
good in, good out, good input, good output, bad questions, bad output, right? So, and these are the things, and they're part of the little stories we tell ourselves, those little insidious questions. Why can't you get anything right? Why do I always do that? You know, like you said, why do I have to go to this party? And one little shift of, hey, I'm just going to arrive. That was really beautiful. I love that. And let whatever be, be. Because when we trade our expectations in for appreciation, you know, I'm just excited that I get to go to this party or that I get to wear this new blouse or whatever small thing it is, you know, um, and setting those expectations aside. Cause yeah, my mom taught me that don't have those expectations. <laughs> They're always getting you in trouble, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, so-, so we're going to break real quick guys. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We want to talk some more about this. Stay tuned. Kim and I will be right back. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to DreamVision7Radio.com. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.
Hey, beautiful listeners, are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let Hello and welcome flow. back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Kim Fuller. We're in this incredible high energy conversation. She was talking about creating space before we left for the break and this space that is created within us, which allows for the creativity. And it allowed her to download this book, which is Born to Rise. Let's talk a little bit about how you got that and, and how it came to you and um, how did how'd you feel getting all that? Yeah, so um, Born to Rise, uh, really um, what what came from that first download, right? This this process of getting quiet and, and hearing that this needed to be created. Um, I started having storytelling nights and evenings. So once a month, we gather women together and invite them. And I usually have three women storytellers who share. And the audience simply like we were talked about, sit there and they sit there and listen. There's no Q and A. Um, there's no feedback given except they're, you know, we usually pass out a little card where they can write a note to the ladies and say, great job. Or I was inspired by something you said, but there's, there's no feedback. And so it's, we're basically creating this space where women can simply share a 15 minute story. We usually have a theme just to inspire the stories, but Mm -hmm. they're really stories of transformation of some sort typically, or something that they've navigated that they can um, share wisdom around. Um, And so I love that piece. But for me, um, it's a combination of practicing, listening to my own inner narrative and how it drives me all day long and getting that voice to quiet down a little bit if it's not positive because I definitely want to move in a positive direction. So meditation has been a perfect practice for me. Sometimes it's a walk in nature. I absolutely love walking in the woods or walking by the ocean. Those things help me get very quiet as well. Um, And that's when I get a lot of ideas. You know, you move that energy that might be blocked or very agitated or full of, um, you know, just swirling thoughts of your day. I'm a planner. I always have planning thoughts like what's next, what's next, what's next. Um, and like so fighting that. that down makes the space for the creativity and the ideas to come in. So our next ideation mm-hmm. of these live events is our book. Um, so it's the Born to Rise book. So we collected uh, stories from 22 incredible women. They're transformational stories. And what's fun about the book is I feel like it has a broader reach. And so I really want to inspire other women to tap in and look inward at mm-hmm. what is the story I tell myself? Because honestly, if it's not one that moves you and makes you feel empowered, then we need to shift that because women are, I don't know if I can say ass, but they're badasses. And I just, of course you can. <laughs> women are so powerful. And we're, I mean, we're the creators of life. We need to feel good. And when we do, we make changes in the world that are positive for everyone. Because we all know like, 
if we if you're a mom, for example, you know, on your worst day, you're a terrible mom. And I don't mean that in about you're you're doing your best, obviously. But we're not we're not feeling our best. And that often comes out in yelling or whatever. If we're our best, we love better. We support better. And we love doing that. Women have a natural instinct to support and help others. And so I really believe that if we can get these stories out and release them and transform them and really see ourselves as these beautiful beings that we are, whether you do it in front of my lens on a photo shoot or you write your story and I certainly would help you do that, then I feel like I've done my purpose on this earth. That's so Wow, that is huge and powerful. I love your purpose on this earth and that you've collected 22 women in this sort of an anthology of personal stories. And I can only imagine that there's just a whole lot of vulnerability that runs through that because I understand what it's like to write a book and share your story and then go, wait a second, I'm sharing my story. (laughs) Do I want to do that really? Like this is a personal story. Wow. Okay. I'm putting it out to the world. But there's so much, you know, you have to be brave to be vulnerable. It's the irony of, you know, vulnerability. Yes, and we're, you know what? I'm fully aware of that. And that's why this book is a little different in than uh, some other anthologies. And, and I'm not saying other anthologies don't also create community. But we, when I met with my publisher friend, um, we decided to do this together. I said, I really want this to feel like a community of women. I want these women to feel supported. I want to do a lot of coaching with them get together in a group. We had a retreat together, which um, was so powerful um, and really helped them feel supported and inspired because there was a lot of conversation about vulnerability, especially if there was a story that involved a family member or someone that they might talk about. And how do we do that without harming someone else or, um, you know, whatever that might, might be around your vulnerability, but such beauty came out of it. I mean, People were having conversations that they might not have had with a family member because of it. Um, Some women got inspired by other stories, which dropped in all this creative juices around, uh, you know, creating other things from it. Another woman has thought of another anthology that she would like to create around the tech industry. So it's, it's powerful what happens when you open up and shift these stories. It makes space for these things to come in. And then in that community, the women are going, yes, cheer you on. You're amazing. Keep going. And now we have each other to lean on forever. We, you know, we all know each other. We've gotten to know each other. And many of these women have offerings or they have support or they have just great feedback. So it's become more than just writing your story and submitting it. It's been a community experience, which has been so amazing. I love that. There's so there's so much healing in that kind of environment. You know, when you can have a group of women together that are like-minded and into transformation. And, you know, it's like the, when I pull women together to do my group class, there's nothing more powerful than that. I love it even better than one-on-one coaching because the synergy, like you're saying, that gets created and the sharing and the healing that happens in the safety of that group is truly, truly empowering. It's, it's magical. I mean, there's nothing else quite like that. that We're doing another one. It's been so powerful. We're doing another one. So we're, we're we're taking submissions now. So if anybody is interested in writing their story and being in a community like this, please reach out because we want more and more women's voices to be heard from around the world, from different cultures, different backgrounds, ages, race, everything. I love that. 
So, How would they get in touch with you, Kim? Um, they can reach through the, the website at borntorise.live, or I don't know if you post their uh, email on your show <laughs> notes or anything, but um, they can certainly, they mm-hmm. can reach me through the website. Awesome. Awesome. Because I know there'll be a lot of people listening. We have a lot of authors who also have shows on the station and they'll be tuning in and listening um, and they'll want to know because this is really powerful. You, you're really creating like a movement, I'm going to say. It is. And I've said that from the beginning. It's a born to rise women's movement because um, we we need to believe that that our stories need to be heard. And because um, for a long time, we've been we've been silenced um, mm-hmm. in Mm-hmm. you know, various ways. And I really think that the more empowered we feel in our voice, the more, um, the more love we can share because Amen. I really feel women have an interesting perspective. I agree. And I love how you kind of sort of compared and contrasted the difference between, you know, the the male perspective, the female perspective, but what you're doing is you're, you're also giving other women the permission, right? You're stepping up and you're sharing, right? A deep and personal story and when we do that, because we're all really just reflections of each other's stories, as you were saying, it's just a reflection of what's already in us. And you, oh, wow, I've got a story. Jeez, I, lo- I bet I have a story in there. I- I'd love to share that story. So you're giving other women permission to step up and tell that story. Yeah. And there's so much freedom and power that comes from doing that, right? And permission, man, you you hit it on the head. I have been to more workshops or hosted events or things like that where that comes up. Is someone feels they need permission. And that's what we've been used to doing is asking for permission from a partner, a husband, a, another person, a parent. And we can give ourselves permission <laughs> as well as maybe say from another woman, like, you've got my permission, girlfriend, go forward. <laughs> because there's something really empowering about saying, I can give myself permission to do that. It's okay to do this. Who's saying that it's not? Mm-hmm. And that is a story we tell ourselves. That's your point, right? So Mm -hmm. looking at that, what is it I really, really need in this moment? Is it permission? Because I can give that to myself, right? Yes, I love that. And when, yeah, as you know, when you take that story and you examine it, you know, it's not true. It Most of the times it's, it's not necessarily true. It's just something that we glommed onto. It's just got sticky and it's stuck. Like the negative stuff tends to get sticky in our brain. So when we can unglue that and go, I'm going to huck that one out because that's not serving me. Yeah. You know, and, and I like, do that all the time. I ask myself, is that true? What you're telling yourself? Is mm-hmm. that true? Something mm-hmm. you're conjuring? Have you gotten all the information to really make an opinion about that? you know, do you have all the facts? Like I ask myself those questions, especially if I feel myself going down a negative rabbit hole of, I can't do that. I shouldn't do that. Oh, who do I think I am? Those kinds of things that whole imposter syndrome thing, Mm -hmm. right? Well, if not me, then who, Mm -hmm. right? I can tell myself that too. Like look at the different ways you can talk to yourself. (laughs) You can, you can say, Oh no, not me. I'm not good enough for that. Or you can say, well, well, if not me, then who? Who is better at doing that? And why can't I do that? What is it I need to do that? Mm-hmm. What What is it that's driving me forward? And how can I get more of support around that? Right? Like, mm-hmm. we need to believe in ourselves and believe that this is possible. And if we're not believing that, why? Where are we stuck? What is the story we're telling ourselves that says, you can't do this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you can get in there. You know, the first thing I tell people to do is get a notebook, a story catcher notebook. You got to start catching those little buggers because they come by fast. 
Yeah. You know? And then transforming them, shifting them and really looking. And, you know, let's be honest. We need help with these things. Sometimes we need coaches. We need therapists. We need friends. We it's, it's not something that's easy. And I'm not saying it is. I've worked on this for 15, 16, 17 years now, but I'll tell you what, my life has transformed because of this work. I feel so in flow and so spacious, creativity drops in, ideas come in, I can collaborate better. Um, I've learned to look at my problems and lean into them versus push them away or feel threatened by, you know, an old story. And it's really been an incredible, incredible journey. I know there's more and I continue to learn. I love to learn. I love to get a new idea, new light bulb to go off, but it takes practice and just give yourself some grace around it all. And when you're first starting out, it will be hard. You might cry a lot. You might feel weighted down, but then on the other side, girlfriend, it is like magic. Floating. I love that. Well, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're in the middle of this amazing conversation. We'll be right back. Hold tight. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at dreamvision7radio.com. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. 
Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy to use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, and welcome back to Look for the Good. We're here with Kim Fuller. We're just really kind of having this incredible conversation. I'm just kind of thinking to myself that it really is revolving around stepping into our own stories and our authenticity of who we really are, because who we really are wants to share these stories. We want to create. That's who we are at our core, but somehow life kind of squeezes it out of us. So talk to me a little bit about authenticity and how you're stepping into your own authentic self with this new creative projects that you have. Sure. Um, you know, I think, I think one thing I've noticed that's very common, whether I'm photographing women, you know, on my backdrop or on a set of some sort, or I'm looking, helping craft their story and looking at it is that um, how can we see our gifts as valuable? Because I think we often downplay our gifts because they come easily to us. So for example, you know, I'm a really good listener. You know, I, I have to remember that and that I, I do like to hold space for people and that I'm curious, like curious is a talent that I have. It's a gift that I have. And how do I, Put that to its best use. Holding space is a gift. Yes, being a photographer. I think I'm a pretty good photographer. Um, and so that talent or gift that you have, whatever it is, and I don't know why I always use this, this example, but I always think to myself, if you're a great knitter, like maybe you just love to sit around and knit and you've got that talent, like that's a valuable talent. Like what I guess what I'm saying is that Whatever it is that you do so naturally and so beautifully, um, notice it and see how it affects people when you share it. That has value. What you do as a career or all that hopefully is something that you really love and adore and that you're good at. But there's also your personal life and you can have an impact and live authentically through those gifts and talents and really place the value that they're worth on them so that you can see that and share it in the world. It's enough. Being mm-hmm. someone who knits an amazing blanket for someone, that's enough. It isn't. I could never do that. <laughs> thing, I think especially in this world of social media or what have you, we see celebrity everywhere. We see everything as you know a, a high, high, high bar. Like you somehow have to be world renowned to have an impact in the world. And it's so not true. And so look at those things that you do every day. I'm also a really good hugger. I put it in my bio. I love to hug. And I'm going to give you the best damn hug you've ever gotten. I'm going to hold on, give you a, you know, a rub a little bit on the back, but you know, I think we just sometimes devalue the things that we do so naturally because it comes so naturally, but those are our gifts. That is our authenticness, if you will. 
and just allowing that to be expressed. I love uh, that. It's our superpower. Do I have time for a funny story? Just yeah, to- tell us tell us a funny story. So years ago, um, I started reading Chicken Soup for the Soul, which is a, in a collection of stories as well. I loved those books. They really started, uh, it was when I was first starting to really look at a lot of different things. But there was a story about um, uh, thanking people, like being really thankful for everything that somebody does for you or, you know, what, whatever it is. And so I decided I was getting ready to go on a New York City trip with a bunch of girlfriends. And I thought, well, here's a perfect place to practice this because people in New York City probably just go so fast and they're, you know, who's doing what over there? This is pre 9-11. <laughs> so I get to New York and we ride in a taxi. And so we get out of the taxi and I have the taxi driver roll down his window. And I said, I lean in and I say, I just want to thank you. Thank you for getting me safely to my destination. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And he just lit up. Right. So my girlfriends are laughing at me and they're saying, come on, Kim, let's go. We got stuff to do. And then we go to a restaurant and our waiter comes up, you know, he serves us our dinner. And at the end, thank you so much for your service. Like you brought us our food. It nurtured me. I am so grateful. Thank you for being our waiter tonight. And he goes, hey, where's my boss? They hear this. Oh, this is amazing. I can't believe it. And it really just lit him up. And then the last thing we did was probably it didn't work because I was being manipulative. But I remember we're standing in line trying to get into a club and I go up to the bouncer and I'm like, thank you for keeping this club safe. Like really paying attention to who's allowed in and who's not. And he goes, get to the back of the line. This isn't going to work. So it was pretty hilarious. But anyway, I love that. I find that when, you know, when we really do find that bit of gratitude, or thanks for for all the things that people do. It's not only fun to see them light up, but you really become aware of the things that people do do in the world. And that taxi driver is, he may not see that he's getting <laughs> people safely to their destination every day. He's just like, got a job, uh, you know, maybe he's a little grumpy even. But by taking that moment to find that gratitude for somebody and expressing it can really shift somebody's, life. And imagine if we're all that kind to one another, even if someone's being a little bit of a jerk, if you just hold space, don't fight back. I mean, like, obviously you gotta be safe. There's something that shifts. I'm telling you. It's so true. It's so true. And you, because your vibration is higher, yes. you know, you're not even, you're, you're not really, you're just not responding to that because you, you have no need to, because you're so high up, you're just flooding them because the person whose vibration is the highest rules the room right you own yes. the room. and yes. so when you come in with that type of a vibration nobody else can take it over even with all that negativity which is the power of it right so there, yeah. yeah there was a, there was a, there's a chapter in my book that i talk about um my son was having a really rough day and he took a brand new bike that we just given him and he rolls it out the driveway like he's going to roll it into the street well a car was coming and they thought of course a child was on that bike they had to screech to a halt the woman was driving, the man was the passenger, but he comes out of his car furious. Like he's so angry because he sees my son at the end of the driveway, not on the bike. Comes out, he's screaming at my son. What do you think you're doing? You scared us to death. Well, I mean, he's, and he's a big guy. He's charging up the driveway, right? And I'm, and all I could do was put my son behind me. <laughs> he was only like nine years old. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the man and I said, 
sir, I can see that you are angry. You must be so terrified. You must have thought there was someone on that. bike. I mean, I was trying to get into his head. And I said, I am so sorry that you got so scared. My apologies. My son's having a tough day. Please forgive us. His energy went from up here, anger, heightened, you know, aggression to he came right down. Just by acknowledging what I could see he was feeling, he said, well, you got to you got to take care of that kid. You got to do something. And I said, I know we're working on it. We are working on it. And he goes, fine. And he turned around and walked away. But what a way to shut down that aggressive energy and shift and get into a little more balance with one another. Mm-hmm. It was powerful. That's why I wrote about it because um, I could see for myself, I was like, okay, my practice is working. First of all, I was able to stay calm. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I was able to step into his shoes and have some empathy. So two practices of, you know, sort of that patience and awareness and then mm-hmm. empathy. And that's what starts to happen when I recognize and make that kind of space. I can arrive and be present and not take on anyone else's energy, first of all, because if two of us had been angry and I you know, would have thrown in the bird or said F you or <laughs> what we tend to do when someone's angry at us, right? right. We react instead of respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but that to me is such a great example of what's possible. And uh, you know, from that point forward, I just thought, wow, that was really interesting. And it helped me see the power of staying in my authenticity. I don't want to be an angry, aggressive person. I refuse to go there if I can help it. And so my authentic self showed up in that moment because of this practice. And so that's why I encourage it and help others do the same. That's beautiful. And you diffu- it just diffused because you were way up here with your energy and he was in a different place and you diffused it. You listened, you, you, you were practice. It was, you were being your own little mini Dalai Lama right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, the universe is always showing us. You're like, is it working? Is it working? Is it working? Yes, it's working. Actually it is working. And yeah. you're creating that space. And if you were to give my listeners one or two, you know, tips on something they could do, you know, just, daily little things that they could do to remind themselves to stay in that good place. What would you, what would you tell them? Number one, um, and this is said time and time again, um, maybe at the end of the day, or even at the beginning of the day, when you're first waking up, just name five things you're grateful for. I'm grateful for the pillow under my head. I'm grateful for that um, warm bed I just laid in. You know, I'm grateful for my partner. I'm grateful for the breakfast I'm about to have. I'm grateful for my coffee machine, whatever it might be. Um, that to me awakens you right away to being present to all the beautiful things in your life. Yes, there are struggles. I'm not denying that. This just helps you stay in a positive mindset. Two, when something is tough and challenging, try to be very present for yourself. Do a lot of self-care and make space for the lessons to show up and the problems that can be solved in each moment. Because what can happen is we can get very overwhelmed when there is a big problem. Take it one moment at a time, one action step at a time, and notice the narrative that comes with that. It's often It, it often can bring you down further. We want to stay in a place of presence. So letting go of those stories, being right here, right now, right? Let go of the expectation. Don't push it away. Be in that sweet spot in the middle. 
And then two, I'm just going to reiterate self-care. Whatever you can do, take a walk, go exercise, hug someone, pet your animals, um, give yourself five minutes for deep breaths, meditate, whatever works for you. But as long as for me, there's some sort of spaciousness that can be there. Self-love is not egotistical. Mm-hmm. If you are not in a good place, you you don't serve anyone. So self-love is also about serving others. So Amen. those are the three main points, probably. I love that. Thank you. Those were beautiful. And and truly, self-care, um, it's not selfish. It actually is what sparks that creativity. Like you're saying, all those things you just mentioned, go out for a walk, do some exercise. That's creating that space. It's, that's re, it's changing our focus, which changes our mind, which changes our stories, right? Yeah. And allows us to go back to who we were. And I love all that stuff about stepping into your authenticity And what is it, you know, that's your special gift? And what is it I love to ask people, what did you used to do as a child? Because I think we get a lot of information, right? What did you do naturally as a kid before anybody judged it or told you it was wrong? What was that thing that you did? Because that's what you truly, that's your true passion right there. I always say like, we all matter. What else are we doing here? Except like we're all a cog in a big gigantic wheel and we need all of it. Absolutely. Um, because we all in, are interconnected, as they say in Buddhism and other other faiths and things, mm-hmm. all interconnected. So it's true. And the world needs just that special little thing, you know, whether it's the knitting or the photography, because you're the only one that can bring your particular perspective to that. That's and right. The beauty of that is really incredible. So yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today. Tell us again about this incredible um, before we wrap up this incredible event that you have coming up, um, Born to Rise, because I want to go. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's um, it's a Born to Rise Women's Story Festival, and we will be also doing our book launch there, just featuring the book. Um, you can pre-order the book now at borntorise.net um, slash pre-order, I think it is, mm-hmm. or go to my website, Born to Rise, and order it there. Um But this event will start with a VIP event, and then we're going to do a workshop where you can interact and try out your own uh, telling of stories. We'll have fun, a kind of a game-like activity workshop. And then we'll move into our storytelling and panel and interactive audience engagement, the music, we'll have a dance. Um, It's just a ton of fun, and it runs from 3 to 7.30 in Providence, Rhode Island on June 11th. And tickets are available and live on www.borntorise.live. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for being on today. It was truly a pleasure. Love to have you back after the event when you're working on your next book um, to talk about that because I I'm, I'm just have this great feeling about that. So thank you, Kim. Have a great day. And before we leave, I just want to sum up one more time what we're talking about um, from our sponsor here. Join the Born to Rise women's movement and help create her story. On Sunday, June 11th in Providence, Rhode Island, we're hosting our annual Born to Rise Women's Story Festival, which will feature the authors of the newly released book called Born to Rise. You can pre-order your book now and have it signed at the event. Come to the festival with a curious mind and leave with inspiration and keys to your own rise. Music, dance, stories, community, and more. And remember, if you're interested in becoming a part of Kim's next book, reach out to her at her website, borntorise.net. And thanks again. Thanks for tuning in to look for the good. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. Thank you. 
Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.